0: Sales of used business aircraft began to rebound impressively toward the end of last year. But has that trend continued into 2021? From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news a lot of eyes right now are on the market for used business aircraft as our country and our industry continue to emerge from the COVID-19 pandemic. So how's that market doing? Dave Coleman an aircraft sales and acquisitions executive for Duncan Aviation says he's never seen anything quite like it.
1: My expectation actually was that there was going to be a slowdown in the market after the first of the year as there normally is. There's, you know, normally nothing really happens until March or, or April. But by the time we've got to the 3rd week of, of January, it was clear to me that the market was going to continue to be as strong as it was at the end of the 4th quarter and it's it's just been gangbusters since then.
0: I'm pleased to welcome Dave to this discussion today along with Messenger Jet Sales President and CEO Jay Messenger and Janine Iannarelli, founder and president of Par Avion Limited. Janine, I spoke with you and Jay last year about your predictions for 2021, and you both expected this to be a good year for used aircraft sales. Has the year met your expectations so far?
2: Well, I think the year is still going to take some time to play out, but all initial indications, early signs, if you will, are pointing towards 2021 being a robust year for activity in aircraft sales transactions, I'm going to temper my enthusiasm a little bit by saying I think we'll be challenged by the availability of good quality inventory.
3: Jay, what about you? I echo and agree with everything Janine said. The key word that I want all my clients to take away after we talk is patience. And so what might happen is it may push the back end of our year into being more robust than maybe the front end simply because of the availability of inventory. But I do think that due to natural churn and also due to some corporations revisiting their fleet size, because they may not need four planes, they may need three, or they may not need four Gulfstream 550s, they may need two and two smaller airplanes. That corporate churn is going to bring some inventory to us that we don't know about at this moment that will help us keep 2021 robust and balanced.
0: Dave, one impact that COVID-19 had on the market was that a number of new buyers started looking to business aircraft out of concerns over their ability to travel to certain destinations and for their own personal safety and social
1: distancing.
0: Has that been your experience?
1: I do think there is a segment of users that are either being introduced to business aviation for the first time or they're being reintroduced to business aviation after a hiatus of some, some odd years. And some of those folks may get the bug. And it doesn't take a lot of folks to make a big impact in our industry.
0: Jay, do you think these new buyers will stay in the market, even as commercial airline options become more widely available?
3: You know, I'm not seeing anybody gravitating back to the airlines. Last week, I made the first airline reservations that I've made in over a year. And in doing that, I was trying to buy first class seats, but in, in on one leg I could only get coach and they are selling middle seats. That was enough to have us change the entire trip and almost abandon the airline. So I think that though, there's a higher number of people being vaccinated, there's a greater degree of people's awareness to the need for masks and using them in the airline. I think that there's still some hesitation, and I think if people have bought an airplane or have bought a share or have begun to use that kind of travel, I don't see them reverting back right now. Janine?
2: Much the same. I would think that anyone who has experienced the joy, pleasure, the relative ease of flying private, they are going to continue to do so. I will say that the first-time buyers that we spoke with and worked with last year, uh, they are going to continue to commit to flying private. I don't see them going back to the airlines whatsoever.
0: We'll have more in just a moment. But first, this word from NBAA.
3: NBAA Flight Plan listeners, you get your weekly news here. Are you getting the latest daily headlines? The NBAA Insider Daily News Service puts the news you need in your hands every weekday morning, free of charge. Don't miss out. Subscribe today at nbaa.org daily.
0: We're back now with Janine Iannarelli, Jay Messenger, and Dave Coleman, and our discussion about how the used aircraft market is shaping up so far in 2021. Dave, what types of aircraft have you seen experience higher sales growth, and which segments are still perhaps waiting to rebound?
1: Last year, what I saw that was very unique was the number of first-time buyers that I work with people that were buying for the first time. They were coming out of charter into ownership. And I know of at least two, which we started out with in a light jet that have already re-engaged me to look for a mid midsize cabin aircraft. So we are seeing a lot of uh, folks that We've put them in mostly citations, and now they're coming back and they're interested in midsize airplanes, Lear 60s, uh, XL XLSs, Hawker 800 XPs. And based on what their needs are, we're providing guidance for them based on what we already know about their travel patterns and their mission requirements from the first go around.
0: Janine, what are you seeing?
2: I think it's a continuation of the small jet, and small jet segueing into the mid size airplane is the most active make and model of aircraft you'll see today. We use a price point to some degree. Five million and less has been extremely active. There's certainly been an increase in activity at the top end of the market. I mean, just look at the G650 market, which perhaps Jay can speak better to. The uh, decline in the number of available units for sale. As far as what sector of the market has yet to really enjoy uh, a revitalization, for me, it's spotty in the sense that it's specific make and models as opposed to class of aircraft. And if I were to speak to one particular, it would be the globals, with perhaps the exception of the Global Express. But again, I think that's driven by price point as to why they're more active than, say, 5,000s, XRSs, or Global 6,000s. Jay?
3: Jay? I'd like to give it a little bit different take. I'd like to talk about the segment of the market of the operators. The corporate operator who still is not able, because the world is not as open as it used to be, to get in their planes and travel to uh, distant lands in their airplanes, they're really not back out yet in record numbers. We've got four Acquisition agreements new as of January for corporate buying of pre-owned aircraft. And that feels really good because that means they're ready to get back. We've sold first time buyers, non-corporate users, high net worth individuals, Gulfstream 650s, 550s, 450s, 6000s, big airplanes. Mostly to just go domestic for the time being, with an eye towards hopefully one day going international, but not waiting till that day comes to go out and buy an airplane. How have prices been affected, Jay? We're paying less to this day for every airplane that we're buying compared to the one we bought like segment before. So it's just a piece of equipment. Because there was a huge amount of demand with first-time buyers, there was a loss of demand, almost a complete retreating by the corporate side. So that kept the balance between demand and supply.
0: Janine, have you seen prices affected by these unusual market conditions?
2: I concur with Jay had said, but I do see some exceptions. I would say that particularly among the CJ models, there's been a little bit of a bump in pricing. And certainly what I've seen is stabilization and a solidifying of pricing. But I would have to say that prices have inched a little bit higher among that class of aircraft, small and again, segueing into that midsize, but the smaller end of the midsize market. It's very model specific as opposed to class specific. And there just seems to be unprecedented demand within select segments of the marketplace part of the problem contributing to this is diminished inventory i mean let's not lose sight of the fact that the manufacturers cut production close to 10 years ago and last year was an anomaly where production was greatly diminished but that's going to impact what happens now and the next few years to come if demand holds steady or should it increase going forward, I think we have a real tight supply of available aircraft and that's simple economics as to what it does to pricing.
1: Dave, what about you? Yes, we've seen prices move up. Obviously it depends on of course on the, the overall value of the airplane, but there's been some midsize airplanes that have moved to half a million dollars upwards, some light jets that we've seen move a hundred to $250,000 upwards. Supermids and large cabins moving up. Now, these are airplanes that are relatively new, under 15 years old, that have seen this movement. And generally speaking, the better primer examples of those aircraft types, they are moving up. And what really is interesting to me is in excess of 75 to 80% of this demand is, is U.S., because there are still significant travel restrictions outside of North America, or actually outside of the United States. What's gonna be very interesting to see is if global travel restrictions start to ease, are we gonna also see the rest of the world join in the fray and tighten supply even further? And that remains to be seen. It's gonna be a very interesting next few years.
0: That segues perfectly into my next question, Dave. What additional factors besides COVID do you see on the horizon impacting the market for used business aircraft?
1: I think people are underestimating the strength of the current recovery. There has been a lot of stimulus that's been put into the system here in the U.S., at least. And some of that stimulus was direct stimulus. And and direct stimulus has a tendency to... um, have a significant multiplier effect. And every dollar that comes through the system multiplies throughout the system. And I just think we're seeing a boom in consumer spending and that is generating a considerable amount of economic activity that is far beyond the um, recoveries we've seen in the past. And so I think if, if uh, consumer demand and spending continue to be hot like this, it's going to have a, a significant outsized
3: impact on
1: aircraft sales.
3: Jay? We'll see if there are any changes to the tax laws and the opportunity for 100% bonus depreciation. So I think that this year is going to still offer that opportunity, but that could have some impact. You know, we had such a frenzy at the end of the year last year with people trying to get planes bought and put into service before year end to take advantage of that. Actually more of a frenzy, more focus on that than any other year end that we've had. But I'll tell you, I I told every client that came to me in October and said, I wanna buy a plane and put it in service by December 31st. I said, you know, I'm not gonna take your project on if that's a mandate. Because with COVID, there were supply chain issues that often held up and elongated pre-buy times, parts, aircraft getting returned to service. And so if they really said to me, I will not buy if I can't get into service, I wouldn't start the project. Because the last thing I wanted to do is have a seller's airplane in pieces on a shop floor with a contingency to reject it simply because of a closing date being December 31st. So though it was a frenzy, and though it drew a lot of people in, I'm not sure, ultimately, if it was as important to get the tax benefits as it was to get into an airplane and learn how to fly, create different habits for travel, as a result, primarily to COVID.
0: And Janine, what do you see affecting the market going forward?
2: I'm going to come right back to diminished inventory. The tightening of the marketplace is going to have an impact on The frequency of the transactions, how often we do these transactions. COVID certainly is going to continue to have an impact. International travel is going to be the sector that is going to be the most greatly affected because we're restricted as to where we can go. Uh, It restricted at least by the sense of ease of travel. I don't know many people, and I certainly don't have an appetite to travel to a destination that requires a quarantine period of two weeks. I'm not happy with the idea of traveling to a place that. Before my return to the United States, I have to take the PCR test, and perhaps when you come back, self isolate. So, the international marketplace is going to be changed. The domestic marketplace, I still hold great hope for in many respects. And I mean, we are leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else in terms of a recovery and a return to service. Uh, Jay's right about the corporations, they have not fully deployed. All their aviation assets because they themselves are looking at travel patterns and international travel is pretty much off the books for the time being.
0: What advice do you have for buyers in the market for used business aircraft at this
2: time, Janine? We've heard talk of some first time buyers having been rushed into transactions, which is never a good thing. Take your time. If anything, slow down in some cases before you make this life changing decision because I know I want to see anyone who acquires an aircraft, continue to utilize that aircraft and grow into being a repeat customer. So they have to have a good experience all around. I occasionally still run into I call it the old school people who are so used to just slapping a piece of paper down that itemizes the terms and conditions and saying we can do a deal on on this sheet of paper or are reluctant to hire counsel, legal counsel, tax advisors, what have you, but deals Transactions have become extremely complex, including domestic transactions, and you need the expert guidance to rely upon and make sure that the T's are crossed and the I's have been dotted. So my advice to anyone about to engage in an aircraft transaction is make sure you put together a good team to assist you.
1: Great advice. Dave? Don't worry about the fact that you may have missed the bottom. No one can time the market. No one knows when the bottom is. You can only call the bottom after the bottom has happened. And so don't fret over the fact that the airplane that you're looking at has gone up in price. It's immaterial in the overall grand scheme of ownership. My second biggest piece of advice is when the supply is limited and the market is hot, you can't waiver for very long because another buyer will eventually show up if they're interested in the airplane. So that means you really have to know what it is you're buying and have a clear set of goals and a clear set of requirements. This is not a type of transaction that you wake up in the morning, make a decision you're going to buy an airplane, and by the next day you have a deal and you're flying in it. If you want an airplane before next quarter, you should have started last quarter. That's how much planning is required.
0: And Jay, what advice would you like to add, especially perhaps for any recent entrants into business aviation who might now be considering leaving the market as travel hopefully opens up in the months ahead?
3: Well, I'd probably want to give the kind of advice that kept the second half of your question from ever happening. Transactions are expensive and they're costly. They're costly because of commissions. They're costly because of inspections and rectification. They're costly because of residual loss of the airplane, even during a short period of time. So what I would tell a client is be very careful about rushing into a process and not getting all of your data because the worst thing you could do is buy an airplane with one set of expectations for costs, especially if not uh, ability and mission fulfillment And get in the airplane and find out that everything you hoped you could do is not realistic and you can't do it and have any reason to want to get out. As Janine said earlier, we want people in for the long haul. We want people in that will enjoy and have bought for the right reasons. And frankly, nobody pays me to talk them out of buying an airplane. But occasionally we do because their expectations are not correct.
0: As our panelists have noted, the decision to purchase a business aircraft can be quite complicated. For additional guidance about completing an aircraft transaction, check out the NBAA Aircraft Transactions Guide. Developed by members of NBAA's Tax Committee, the guide provides insights about the regulatory, tax, financial, and transactional issues that can all come together during an aircraft acquisition. The guide can be found at nbaa.org slash transactions. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking Alexa or another connected device, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan.